Alrighty, folks, welcome to the Profitable Python. This is your host, Ben McNeil. Today, we are going to be meeting Anna Vituk. She is a data scientist and a founder of a fintech startup. Anna, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Ben, for inviting me. It's a big honor to be a, a guest on this podcast. It's my, it's my very first experience as a guest on the podcast and public speaker. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to have lots of fun. And uh, this is, you, you can take this and, uh, yep, have lo lots of fun. So since you're basically a uh, CEO, you're the CEO of a fintech startup, right? Yep, right. Right now, yes. <laughs> so before we dive into that, I have to ask you, I have to ask you a very, very important question. Are you a dog person or a cat person? I'm a cat person. Person, personally, I'm a cat person fully, completely. <laughs> I awesome. have two cats. You have two, two ragdolls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those very fancy big ragdolls and very very <laughs> nice one. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I was curious about your your fintech startup. I know it's uh so there's there's boundaries that you have to operate around when you kind of talk about your company. So, you know, just I'll ask sure. the questions, you kind of do what you, how, you know, answer them however you see fit here. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay, sure, cool. No problem. Uh, I will not uh, share some, something that will break our NDA, so it's okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you know best. So what, what is yes. the uh, disruption that you're creating with your company? Uh, well, we're creating the future of investments. So basically, uh, the MVP that we have already built is a low-risk uh, trading agent that is um, uh, trading on the cryptocurrency markets. Um, in 2017, I have uh, bought some Bitcoin and I was like uh, doing all the stuff my, with my hands on the uh, cryptocurrency sites. And it was like, um, I have so many emotional troubles with this you know when you're yeah. taking some um, um uh like uh not not g uh, getting the profit or losing money and you're mm -hmm. like oh my god I i'm losing everything and I you can't even um do the next step because of this because you're worrying because and this is the human factor and i wanted to get rid of and that's why I decided to build an uh, automated tool for this uh, kind of um, thing. And for the first time, I was like, um, maybe for a year, I was researching mostly in uh, NLP and uh, how to process texts and how to actually uh, make a fundamental analysis. But it showed not the, the best result. Best results were shown on the... Uh, more classical time series uh, and um, uh, more data science approaches. Okay. More into science than into uh, trading strategies. And uh, also we have built a trading strategy all by ourselves. We didn't have um, any like win-win uh, uh, strategies that we've, uh, found somewhere and or we read somewhere we just started from the okay this doesn't work this doesn't work <laughs> let's build by ourselves yeah. <laughs> so yeah we were researching for a year um, one strategy 
we were like uh, validating thousands of hi- hypotheses for the, right. the first time. We were searching for um, thousands of models. We were trying. Uh, we were searching for so many techniques in feature engineering and machine learning. And actually, f- finally, we have found the one that is very low risk. Right. The, uh, the minimal risk that we ever uh, backtested in on the historical data, because Bitcoin is quite a risky uh, asset by itself, you know. Right. So, super volatile. Uh, and five, yeah, super volatile. And uh, we were found. We have found that uh, we're now having for about seven to fifteen percent of risk depends on the market. Um, uh, on the falling bearish market, we have a little more risk than on the rising one. But actually, mm-hmm. it's not quite a big difference because it's it's about two three percent of difference, not not more. Okay. And besides, uh, we have a stable results, and we have found found the first results uh, we have received in the March, in the late March. And in the early, in the late May, we have found our first client. We started the uh, alpha testing, and for, from from the day he has invested to this day, he has already twenty seven percent of profit. I can say that. that's amazing. Yeah, and he actually has um, increased his um, capital for about uh, X three. For maybe uh, one month ago, yeah. That's that's and crazy. We have found, <laughs> yeah, and we have found uh, two additional clients right now. Uh, um, mostly, they are my uh, acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of are my family friends. So, uh, but I think that we can um, take um, another step, next next big step to share it globally. Right. And uh, I want to. Yeah, to uh, um, increase our uh, our client base to have clients worldwide mm-hmm. would be a nice. One. So uh, basically, what I'm dreaming about this project would um, uh, become not only the trading uh, instrument, but actually will become a hybrid bank. This is my dream, like big dream. Right, yeah, uh, think about that some more. What is a hybrid bank? Well, hybrid bank that uh, will have two um, possible uh, assets, uh, cryptocurrency and fiat. Uh, To make a bank transactions to pay for some services or for some um, things in, I don't know, to go shopping uh you should uh, make uh, a bank account transition but for um uh annual interest uh, income it's more profitable to have a cryptocurrency wallet actually <laughs> okay so we will uh i want to this trading agent to be uh, a tool to uh, generate this uh, annual interest for our clients, for our future clients. That mm-hmm. even those clients who are uh, our current clients will become our the bank clients in the future. This is how I see uh, my startup when it will rise up. 
on your on your path to world domination. <laughs> yeah, kind of a little bit. Yeah, no, this is this is a really cool concept. Um, the the whole blockchain thing is uh, like I'm still kind of learning about it. Uh, one of my big one of my big kind of things with it is uh, like I don't know if this is a reality. Maybe you can help uh, color this in a little okay. bit, but um, it seems like. Um, uh, security, like internet security is, uh, mm -hmm. like if you don't understand how to be secure on the internet, like you can really get yourself in trouble with cryptocurrency. Like you could lose all your money, for example, or like, can you share or, or yeah, maybe, okay. or maybe like if I'm totally wrong here, like tell me how I'm wrong. Cause I think a lot of people uh, are, there's not a lot of knowledge in this space yet. Sure. Share with me. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I will share some knowledge knowledge that I know. Uh, okay, it's it's not a big problem for now at least because uh, the Bitcoin network is such a huge graph, you know, like with so many nodes that when transaction is passing through these nodes, it takes about from 30 to one hour uh, to transact from one node to another mm -hmm. because the uh, history of transactions is very huge. Okay. And it has to read each node and each history uh, transaction that has been before. And there are, aren't enough uh, computational power nowadays to process even one transaction. And when it comes from the, these all nodes, maybe when uh, the um, uh, more... Uh, efficient computers of the future, I don't know, quantum computers would mm -hmm. make it possible to actually hack the Bitcoin network. But for nowadays, it's impossible. Okay. Uh, Bitcoin has a very, very, very huge transaction history. And um, when you are loading the transaction history on your computer, on your PC, it, it requires some, uh, I don't know, maybe 100 gigabytes of this whole thing to actually make these transactions. It's not a, a simple thing, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so just to, just to uh, clarify what you're saying, basically the way the technology is set up with Bitcoin, for example, like there's not enough computing power for me to even yes. try and like hack your transaction basically. Yes. Yes, so, sure. Because, yeah. you know, there are uh, thousands or, uh, I don't know, maybe millions of thousands uh, nodes nowadays. They're working all around the globe and you can hack each of them. Uh, and each of this node is actually uh, building the transaction that is going through the network. Mm. And that is why Bitcoin uh, transactions aren't uh, very fast, but they are secure. And I can say they are totally secure. Yeah. And so are you integrating uh, blockchain technologies with your fintech or you just strictly trade the cryptos? Uh, for I've started from trading the cryptos, but for now, uh, I'm, I'm more into how to build a infrastructure for the crypto. Okay. You know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the crypto and I believe that blockchain will change the world. But um, as far as I know, there is not much uh, infrastructure built from, for it. What I mean is you can't... Um, pay for your pizza with Bitcoin um, in, I don't know, in some cafe or mm -hmm. restaurant because uh, there is not, not enough infrastructure to make this possible. 
And as, uh, as far as I can see this uh, trouble, you should have a hybrid system because most of the financial world doesn't really um, trust to the Bitcoin. And while having your Bitcoin account inside some banking uh, structure, mm-hmm. uh, you can take the, uh, some amount of your Bitcoin and make a transaction in the fiat money. For example, in USD or in euros, and it have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. You know? that. That is why I want to build this hybrid bank to make right. it possible actually um, pay for anything with Bitcoin anywhere. And, and easily kind of move your, your money in between these different currencies. Like, oh, I need to spend yeah, sure. some Bitcoin. I need to spend some US dollars, one bank account to rule them all type thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like this. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's, that's really <laughs> inspiring. We're, okay, like were you born with this vision or like how did this, explain to us how this kind of came into being for you? Well, it was an evolutionary process, you know. I was starting like uh, I wanted to automate my trading process on the cryptocurrency markets, but I found that uh, it it is actually possible and we have found a very nice solution for this. Yeah, it took much time. It took almost two years for this, but actually it works and it already generates profit. So we have about three months we're testing this um, actively and our, our clients are very happy with the result they're uh, having. Mm-hmm. And as I, as I mentioned, our first client has uh, increased his uh, um, initial capital by X3 times. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, but when you're building a startup, you're like, uh, okay, I have reached, uh, reached my goal. What's next? And you're, wait, I, I would be, um, uh, it would be perfect for me to uh, have the ability to pay for anything with Bitcoin. How can I do this? And you're starting to research in the, how to build actually this idea, what you should do, uh, what uh, tools you should use, what um, maybe some already um, uh, done solutions are out there in the markets. So uh, it was like an evolutionary process. We were uh, um, talking lots with my team. What are the next steps? And we came to this idea, actually. <laughs> nice. And yeah. when, when you, uh, so you're, would you say that, it's, that you're a data science professional then? Is that a good label for you? Uh, yeah, pro- um, mostly yes, because um, maybe 90 or 85% of the code base was written by me. Okay. Uh, the, the first employee that uh, has actually joined the startup uh, has joined it in 2018, in the, just a year ago, um, on the July of 15 or 14, I don't really um, remember, but in the middle of July 2018, he has joined. She she has joined our team as a trainee data scientist. I help her a lot with the learning Python. I became a mentor for her, um, but she is very proficient in mathematics. So okay. th- that is why I hired her 
and she uh, wanted to become a part of this project very much. She she was like, "Wow, I, I want to to participate." Actually, mm -hmm. I, I, I would say, "Do you do you know uh, Python?" She was like, "Oh, I'm not sure. I, okay, I will help, but you will have to learn much." Okay, no problem. We started, and mm -hmm. it, it showed up that we have good results in this team. So. She, yeah. She's a nice professional and she's, uh, um, she helped me a lot, especially in uh, reading this complex uh, research papers with lots of tons of this math and very hard, very complex. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, helping her with understanding the algorithms with uh, programming and, and so on and so forth. Yes. Cool. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I was curious about like were you always do, do you think you always saw yourself as like growing up to be a data scientist or like how did that how did that work like when you were a kid were you like you weren't like playing with spreadsheets and stuff right like how did how did this whole thing happen or maybe you you were now uh, uh, well uh, i didn't know who i want to be um maybe for about 20 year 22 years okay um i was like my first degree was in um, landscape and interior design, but I didn't like it. Uh, it was like, okay, I will do this. Parents uh, told me to do this, but I'm not actually uh, have a big passion in this deal. So uh, I've met with programming by an accident. I had, I was working since 90 years old as a 3D modeler and a visualizer. And one day I needed to make an animation and I had to, back in that days, I had to make a, a script to actually compute the weights of the skeleton of this character. Okay. And, and that, back in that days, there were, weren't much um, automated tools for these cases. And I had to write a max script to by myself and when I started I, I fell in love from the first lines I was like wow this is much more interesting than doing rendering <laughs> yeah and that's how I, I became passion, passionate about and I've on the next year I entered the Polytechnic Kiev Institute as my second degree as okay. a compu uh, computer scientist Yes. Okay. And my second degree uh, is a software engineer. Okay. That's how everything started. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. That that's uh that's awesome. So you got you got the fever. You love Python. Uh, is that like your main yeah, language, or are you yeah urging totally. other? Totally. Okay. Everything uh, we uh, our system our trading system is built upon Python completely one hundred percent. Okay. We're using Python three uh, databases. One is Redis, the uh, second one is Influx, and the third one is um, Postgres. In Influx, you said. InfluxDB. Yeah, it's it's a new one. It's no SQL database. Oh. It works with data frames you can store the whole data frame into the influx database by one uh line of code it's it's very convenient okay wow yeah so red so yes. basically the the data management technologies you said were redis influx and postgres yes 
Okay. And besides, uh, we're using a microso- microservices approach uh, for our software. We okay, have perfect. a trading agent that is on the one microservice. We have uh, services that collect the data, each from one um, selected uh, exchange. We're now working with one exchange. We want to uh, actually connect with three others. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're now working with Binance, Binance okay. using Binance API, but we want to bit, to connect to the Bitstamp soon, and we want to Coinix and um, Bitfinex. Okay. This these three exchanges, and uh, right now, what I can say, yeah, I, I'm I'm learning each day. This this is why my um, account name is. ML child is I feel I like a, a child yeah, every day I'm lear- learning every day each day I'm, I'm learning something new or paying attention on, on some things I haven't paid uh, yesterday and it's like wow <laughs> it's like breakthrough every day mm-hmm. yeah the so approaching it with like a child's mind is that kind yes, of absolutely yeah. I I love that attitude. This is, yeah, me too. That's why data science science is my passion because I'm feeling like a child here. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a kid in a candy store. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Have you you considered like doing other um, uh, financial instruments? Like, Like do you think that your business model would work for... Like uh, like the American stock exchanges, for example. There's um, yeah. Have you? What do you think about that? Or are you strictly like wanting to work with crypto? No, no. Uh, in the future, we are going to build some um, uh, instruments for the uh, maybe for the nice. I know it's uh, one of the best. Uh, exchanges in the markets for trading um, many assets, even um, fiat um, currencies and for um, Tesla shares, Facebook shares, Apple shares and and so on. But Mm -hmm. actually uh, to open an account there, we have to increase our our, entrance capital to $20,000. We don't have actually right now this this huge. (laughs) Yeah, the barrier is a little higher. Yeah, yeah, a higher entry level. That that is why. But I'm not actually going to uh, limit myself with the cryptocurrency. No, no, this is not the case. Yeah. Uh, And besides, we want to build a payment system, as I mentioned before, for making payments in cryptocurrencies with the help of our cryptocurrency to fiat inside the hybrid bank system. Mm. So we have a lot of uh, plans for the future. This is just the MVP stage, very er- early MVP stage, the be- the opening beta testing. <laughs> First seen on Profitable Python, folks, you're watching a, a person that's going to change the world. All right, back to the show. <laughs> thanks no, thanks this, man this is, this is really Hope exciting so. yeah no i'm i'm you have a lot of energy and a great attitude i love it 
So um, <laughs> how, how have you seen your, your passion for things change over time? Like, well, uh, my passion has changed three times for, okay. for, for current time. Uh, I was, at first, I was a bit passionate about 3D modeling, especially for modeling itself, not rendering. But when I started to work, I was actually, 90% of the time I was rendering and customizing the render. And it was like boring, <laughs> you know. Okay. And... Uh, that I was passionate about um, game development but I was like over timing overworking all the time because game dev is such a high tension uh, field you know okay uh, and I, my health didn't um, feel very well about this case I was like being a computer science student and working a game dev at the same time and my health was like whoa Wait a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm 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 not okay with your lifestyle, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I changed, and I have changed this for for the first time for computer vision. As uh, I was working as a trainee, computer vision engineer, and in my first um, job as a computer vision engineer, I failed because mm. um, interview they were asking very basic things. Uh, machine learning things, no deep learning at all. But when I started to work, I was actually had to build a deep convolutional neural network. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how it actually was uh, built. I didn't understand the architecture. I, I hardly understand the convolution itself. I didn't understand why we need max pooling. And I didn't know how to prevent overfitting. And mm-hmm. since a while, I was fired because I, I can't handle this thing like, I'm not a, a, a professional deep learning. I was like a basic machine learning trainee. And uh, it, back in the days, it was summer 2017, um, Andrew N hasn't launched his beautiful deep learning specialization yet. And every uh, resource on the deep learning was quite complex. It, was, it had a much higher entry level because everything was covered with a very severe terminology. And you had to okay. understand uh, each word to actually get the idea of the architecture of this convolutional neural nets. Mm. And while I understand the basic fit-forward neural nets, you cannot uh, go forward to understand much more complex uh, ideas. Mm. Uh, so... Uh, when I was fired, uh, fortunately for me, I had, I had a depression, but fortunately for me, Andrew N has launched his deep learning specialization and I took it completely and I love it so much. So okay. uh, for, for guys who are, for, for new folks who are wanting to be a data scientist, I would re- highly recommend to take these courses. First okay. course is machine learning by Andrew N and the second one is deep learning specialization by Andrew N. And those are free, right? Uh, not actually, but you can uh, apply for the financial aid. For that oh, time, okay. I did apply because I lost my job, and uh, I didn't have a high salary before the, uh, when I was working as a trainee. Okay. Uh, and for three courses, I applied for uh, financial aid, and okay. they approved it. So I received uh, three certificates. And that's through no- Coursera. Yeah, on the Coursera. 
uh, it's very nice introductory level for deep learning. Um, as far as I know, it's the most, the simplest one. Okay. Because deep learning by itself is not a very, you know, uh, a lightweight um, area. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a huge kind of, like people, I mean, like almost like you need to have a, a PhD or something to even like start to make yeah, yeah. things. What do, what do you think about that? Is that like, do people need to get a PhD to make meaningful things? Or is it, you know, you just need to spend time with it? Share with us. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you definitely should spend time with this. And you should uh, focus on one um, application area. I mean, okay. uh, when, when you're working in, with uh, FinTech, you're basically working with uh, one type of data. When you're working with computer vision and facial recognition, for example, you're working with another type of data. When you're yeah. working with text, you're working with a, another type of data. And yeah. each type of data is, um, is very unique. And it, it requires unique approaches and unique techniques to actually make something um, useful with it mm -hmm. so i would recommend for the newcomers to focus on one field for example computer vision or nlp or time series my one is a time series and fintech so basically uh, i'm not into um getting very deep knowledge in computer vision besides i like the computer vision field by itself but my field is more into time series and they have a lot of um very uh small um details you have to learn to actually build something great okay awesome yeah thanks for sharing that like we i love i love uh taking rumors and smashing them uh, so yeah, you don't yeah, need a nice. PhD to make meaningful things, no, no. make cool projects. I love that. Sure, you should. You have to push uh, to push some effort into things you like. You have to um, go through some basic concepts, then to some middle concepts, and then you you come to the research papers. Only yeah. only like this, because if you start from the research papers, it wouldn't be like what this uh, uh, sentence means, what this word means. And you're Googling all the words all the time and it's, it's a mess in your head. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, so how did you trans transition from computer vision to machine learning? Because you're basically talking about like focus is one of the most important things you could do. Why yeah. did you shift that focus? Well, uh, when I started uh, in computer vision, uh, I wasn't very good in convolutional neural networks, as I, as I mentioned. And um, I didn't have uh, like uh, much um, propositions at the time to get, get a new job in computer vision. Uh, mostly NLP was very trendy at that time, uh, but N NLP is not um, a very interesting uh, for me uh, field, you know? Yeah. Uh, I have a friend that is very proficient in NLP and she, and she loves it very much. But mm -hmm. when it comes to me, I love time series and I love computer vision, <laughs> uh, mostly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I prefer this. And... Uh, by that time, I have already fallen in love into cryptocurrencies and blockchain, and I wanted to build something that will help 
me for first. Right. Uh, I mean, to help me automate my um, trading. And because I'm not a very risky person myself, you know, I was like, oh my God, I, I, I don't know, should I buy or sell or should I just watch? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> so mental. I, I, it's such a yeah, mental roller coaster. Yeah. So yes, you removed yes, that. You removed that out of the the picture. Sure, sure, of course. And uh, and I want. I was thinking, like, can I automate this? I'm a, a software engineer, and I'm a, a, a newbie, but data scientist. Maybe I can build something great with it. And I started. And first year it was like, oh my god, failure after failure. Mm. No hypothesis were uh, validating with good <laughs> results. I was always getting bad results. I was right. about to actually quit this uh, startup, and and I found my um, trainee data scientist, the, the the mathematician that wanted to build uh, this startup with me, and she actually helped me a lot not to quit this because. Okay. She was like very energetic person and she will, no, you shouldn't quit. We will find the solution. I will help you. We will find the best uh, research papers. We will implement them and we will make them work. Right. It was actually like, wow, we will do this. (laughs) No, that's, that's awesome. You bring up a couple of things here that I just want to highlight. One is like the importance of building a good team and having like these high quality people around you. And then there's this other thing that's like, I think we all go through that feeling where it's like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then, yes. (laughs) and then like probably shortly after you broke through type thing. So I, I think that's amazing how like the men, the mindset, you know, you, if you're, if you have that mindset of like, I will push through like, and then you have that awesome team. I mean, you're almost unbeatable at that point. Like, can can you just talk about that, like team building and uh, like pushing sure. through that resistance, you know, of like almost quitting. You almost quit on your dream, and then yes, and then yes. you push through. And I will, now I almost give up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Almost have given up. Mm-hmm. Talk talk on that for a little bit. I'm I'm I want to hear okay. that. Okay. 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 No problem. Uh, as far as I was building and not having good results because my very first um, uh, hypothesis and my first um, efforts were like failing all the time one by one. Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe it wouldn't work because my first um, uh, first uh, thinking was like, maybe fundamental analysis will work mostly more than the technical stuff. Then any machine learning. The technical stuff, yes, and the uh, machine learning stuff. Mm-hmm. And it actually didn't do very well, you know, because it had very unstable results, very dependent on the mm, day of the month, very dependent on the, uh, actually, when it's winter or uh Summer, the summer was much better than winter and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, weird, weird things uh, because as I found out that uh, in winter it's more based on rumors and in summer it's more based on actually news uh, wow. as I, as I uh, have found it, yes. Hmm. And 
at least in Bitcoin, in cryptocurrency world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, what I actually was um, about giving up and finding a job as a computer vision or maybe just a basic machine learning uh, engineer. And this, uh, this woman actually told me that I shouldn't quit because uh, in mathematics, uh, it took so many um, iterations to actually find the best solution and uh, the details are very important. And if you missed one detail, it cannot work. She, uh, she told me that I shouldn't be worried about because maybe I'm missing some very small details and these details will make uh, our project succeed. And she, she actually pursued me uh, because, yeah, it, it makes sense. Uh, I would, let's try. I, I told her if uh, she wants to become a part of the team, I can help her. I helped her with uh, starting Python. I helped her in starting with machine learning data science, with uh, Pandas, with NumPy, mm-hmm. with Scikit-learn. So actually... I, uh, I was for the first try- time trying myself as a mentor. Mm. Uh, how, do you, how do you like that? I li- loved it very much. I didn't know I would be good at it, but actually I loved it very much. And that, that uh, led me to actually start my blog on the Instagram. And uh, now I have a little more time. I want to start in the medium yeah. towards the science, the and having a blog about data science for uh, folks that have any troubles with understanding basic concepts. Because many people are writing me that I'm explaining very, uh, basically very um, easy to understand without um, very hard terminology. Because I faced myself that having this terminology uh, in your text makes it uh, unlikely to understand for people who aren't very good at this terminology. Mm-hmm. From, from my point of view, terminology was the hardest thing for me to actually acquire the skills. Yeah. Because uh, I, I didn't have uh, big troubles with understanding formulas itself, but I had troubles with understanding terminology. Mm-hmm. And I had to spend time to google each word each term and it was like hmm googling this leads to googling another one and it was like a very very long process to understand the paper actually <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh yeah man the terminology will just mess with you <laughs> so my uh Blow in your mind yeah wow that's uh so but you you stuck with it and and now it's uh, now you're on to bigger and better things. It sounds like. Yeah, uh, now uh, I've stuck with it, but Andrew and uh, courses helped me a lot to actually mm-hmm. understand this terminology. I, I have about maybe five notebooks that are written completely with uh, uh, each t- each term and it's. Uh, how it actually works and which formulas are uh, listed under this term and and, um, very, very uh, thick notebooks Uh that are completely written. 
And and so you, so you keep mentioning the Andrew Ang is that's like the best resource that you think you would send people to yeah. besides your blog, of course, where they can get real world uh, experience and insight, which I think is super. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, Andrew Ng uh, put so much effort to help people gain knowledge and to enter the data science field because uh, when I was uh, starting there. Are, they haven't been much uh, resources for the newbies. Most of resources were for professionals, for PhDs, for people who are in the industry for many years. They mm -hmm. understand everything or books that were um, written very complexly, very hardly. And right. uh, Andrew Ian was like uh, a person who made this simple and those mm -hmm hard to understand concepts weren't like so hard they were like oh that's logical it's simple you're written it down in the notebook and on the next day you're understanding and no problem like being researching one paper uh reading it and searching for the answers in another one and it 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 was like total mess mm. and um with Andrew, with Andrew, I finally have gotten to understand the basics like they are. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's there's another question that's kind of been on my mind here, and uh, that is like, this is just the statistics. Like, call me out here if I'm if I'm not understanding this right. But there's not a lot of like women in uh, in tech that are doing fintech. Like, can you can you talk about like your advice to women? Like, why should they get into this? And, uh, and well, any advice on becoming a tech entrepreneur as a, as a woman? Okay. Uh, as, as I mentioned, uh, one woman has uh, put me to not uh, giving up on my dream. And right. she, she is a very great, very great mathematician. One of the, the best I ever met, even mm -hmm. in my university. And Polytechnic universities it's, it's the best uh, polytechnic university in the in the country I'm living in. Okay. So, uh, and and when I met her, I, I was like, this woman does much better than many man professors I've met. Okay. She's she's ex she's explaining everything so simple, like Andrew does. You know, mm. she reminded me the Andrew, and uh, I was like, I think women should shouldn't be so um uh like the, uh, thinking about themselves that, that they will not uh, understand math or they, they will not uh, gain success because it's a main uh, male uh, like industry and male dominated and everything i think it's mostly in um in our heads we are thinking like I can't do this uh, because I'm a woman, because uh, men have better skills in math or etc. But it's not true. It's mm -hmm. actually not true. Everything are, everyone are facing the same problems in understanding. Everyone is facing um, the same, uh, no, mostly the same mistakes, making mostly the same, but... Mm -hmm. um, women are less likely to pursue further than men because they're like, I'm failing because I'm a woman. 
I'm a woman, but not because I'm a newbie. <laughs> this is the, the wrong position. You should mm -hmm. think that you're a newbie, not, not a woman or someone. It's not a problem of your being a woman or um, a child or I don't know. It's a problem that you don't have much experience. Right. So when you, you will get it. You will get the concepts and the details that are, you are missing from the first time. Yeah. As uh, I found that a year ago, I was missing so many details that were actually crucial for our uh, startup. That, that's why I was failing. Hmm. So, uh, like, how do you... Well, I, I don't know if I want to leave this subject yet because basically what you're talking about is, um, like, it, it would be on, like... A, a woman's mind basically like mate like can I do this as a woman type thing and then basically you're saying like take yep. gender out of it like it has nothing to do with with your gender it has everything to yes. do with your Completely. mentality and your attitude and your and confidence experience. and your experience how do you uh, do you but but we can can we acknowledge like is this a real thing that uh, like like women their their confidence levels getting getting into this line of work like is that is that something that that you can maybe like help another woman kind of push through for example like is there confidence tips that you have for for uh women that are looking to yeah, do I this i have one i have okay. i have one uh, i have met with wonderful uh organization that is called uh, women in um I have forgotten how they're actually correctly spelling. Wait a minute. Uh, women who code. Yeah. Women who this code. Yep. Women who code. That, yep. They helped me a lot too because uh, when I've met with them, I have found so many wonderful data scientists and engineers who were even, most of them were even better than men I have uh actually um met in my life so i was like excited and wow women are so great and they made so great uh, events on machine learning they've made about uh, 20 events on machine learning in different areas fintech too uh in uh financial world and uh computer vision and nlp and my best friend is actually a very high-skilled NLP specialist. She has a very uh, great um, Medium uh, account. I will share a link with you okay. after we will after this talk. And she uh, has given many public speeches already uh, as an NLP specialist and even was mentoring uh, on one data science UA conference. She was giving a workshop. Okay. And she was mentoring guys who were like, wow, she's so, so cool. She's, and she's <laughs> only 20 years old. Th that's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so if I just to clarify the, the bit of advice that you would give is basically like, if you're if you're a woman looking to get into community. tech, 
Should they check out the women who code? Is that a, is that a good? Yes, sure. Definitely. Okay. Is that, where, where do they find that? Is that like an Instagram group or do, do they have like a website or how do you get connected with women yes. who code? Uh, they have Instagram account, Facebook account, they have site and they have um, Telegram channel and um, um, I'm sorry, my cat has... Hey, the cat. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, he has jumped <laughs> over on my laps. <laughs> so <laughs> on my laps. So he wants some attention. Yeah. <laughs> it's my rag doll. Yeah. Big one. He's a big one for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was curious about um, like a big problem that you would like to solve in your lifetime. And we, we may have already talked a little bit about this, but I just mm -hmm. want to ask the question directly. Okay. About my diagnosis, right? Like, well, actually, I, I want to talk about that too because – so. Yeah, I, I didn't know when the right time was to get into that, but um, it's okay. It's okay. okay, you can. Yeah, ask. yeah. I would like. To, so you you are a cancer survivor, is that? Yeah. Um, I have this like a scar. Like okay. Here. Yeah. So, to, well, let's let's talk about this, and then I want to talk about like the big problems you want to solve in the world, and um, with. So with your cancer diagnosis, like, talk to me about this. Well, um, it's changed okay. your life, right? Like, I'm, I'm sure it's impacted you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, it started when uh, I didn't feel very good, um, maybe about for six months. I was uh, having severe high blood pressures, seizures, and um, dizziness, uh, feeling like I was... I was uh, like not able to work as much as I, I was able before. I didn't know what is going with me. I, I didn't understand. Right. Uh, so I was like, I thought I had some mental issues, mm. like having some, I don't know, maybe fears or like phobias. But actually, I was first diagnosed with phobias. Okay. And then I was taking uh, medicine um, like antidepressants, but they didn't help a lot. It, it will. It was helping for a while, and after that, it received to come to the previous uh, blood, uh, high blood pressure, seizures, and dizziness, and everything. So I was like searching and searching for the answer. What is going on with me? Mm -hmm. And I was doing the ultrasound screening with my thyroid, and they found that I have nodules. And two doctors said that it's okay. Most of people have these nodules. You have, uh, they are not very big. They are less than two centimeters, and it's okay. You're you're not having a cancer or something okay. like that. It's like just having some. Um, uh, hypothyroidism and they gave me some advices to take hormones and to actually um, uh, making blood tests to test my hormones levels and so on mm -hmm. 
And it, it didn't work for me, actually. I had to mention that I was doing everything that my doctors prescribed, but it didn't help at all. Mm-hmm. It was like very hard because I was having the dream and I was having good results. Finally, we have having the stable, nice results with our trading agent. And it was like my dream is coming through. Right. And I'm having these issues with my health and I don't know why. It was like, oh my God, for, for what have I done this this bad that I'm having this, going through this? Right. And one day I was like, my mom told me, wait a minute, you're having nodules and doctor says they are okay. I was reading on the internet that maybe you should have a, a to puncture them to make a biopsy. And one doctor uh, we have found in near my parents' home, uh, she's told me that one nodule is, is um, they called them like hot. Some okay. of them are cold, some of them are hot. Hot uh, nodules have a quite uh, good uh, blood uh, vessels uh, that are coming to it and decided that we have to ha- to make a function and we did it and it <laughs> showed up that I have papil- papillary carcinoma I was like crying because I, I didn't know how to react to this uh, news and I was like 20 years 28 years I lived like a um, a person who actually enjoyed her life and am I going to die and everything like this and I have to finish my startup and how can I leave everything just in, in the beginning hmm. and what I was like I came to my doctor I, I asked her for what should I do she, she told me only surgery so, but don't worry about it. it this uh, type of cancer has a very high um, probability of getting rid of it completely. You don't have a big tumor. You have only uh, 20 millimeters and it can be removed completely and it, it can be cured. Don't worry about this. Just everything you need to do is an operation and after operation period. Mm. So I had to stop my activity for a while for about one month mm. but i actually didn't stop i was coding even in the of hospital you didn't. To be honest. you're hardcore like that because, yeah <laughs> yeah because i was like oh my god this is my life i can i can't stop i can't i can't cannot uh, stop my activities i cannot stop my efforts this is everything i'm living with so uh, my surgery went well went well they told me that um, after they removed my thyroid i didn't have any uh, metastasis so and my tumor was on the first stage so we have uh, found it very um in time yeah and uh, a month after surgery was a hard time i should I should say, because I was like having dizziness, uh, having prostration, having uh, low energy levels. 
because uh, my hormones did fall and uh, it took some time to actually um, find the right dosage of the L-Turxin to actually make uh, my blood tests uh, mm -hmm. have a, a good level. And right now I'm feeling much better, better awesome. than even before surgery i don't have these high blood seizures i don't have dizziness and i'm i'm a happy person there yeah. <laughs> nowadays my startup is uh, rising and i'm doing great i'm feeling great and like it's good that i have found the the, the um this tumor on this stage because it might be not so good um if i will if i will uh find it in maybe a year or two later right yeah there there's so many things that basically came together at the right time but yeah very wow. very in time very in time hmm. so so um I, I have some uh, family members actually one died from cancer a different type of cancer but mm -hmm. uh, my dad actually passed away from colon cancer and uh, yeah there's it's like a crazy yeah he it's a crazy um, uh, cancer is just insane you know what I'm saying like it's just yeah. there's so many sure. people that are impacted by it do you do you see um, any like are you are you trying to solve big problems like with machine learning and cancer, for example? Like, is that, yes. is that something that you, I, I want, yeah, sure. Definitely. I want to build another one big, uh, big project with uh, uh, cancer detection. Uh, I wanted to build with like, you have some symptoms, you're uh, getting the application, you're, uh, feeling the symptoms you're having and you can even uh, upload some um, photos or, or um, scans or anything you have so and the um, the system will provide you with the most likely uh, uh, diagnosis and will recommend you to find a doctor for example oncologist or, uh, and what type of oncology you might have right so this is uh, the one I would like to build. Um, I was like uh, lying in the bed after surgery and uh, thinking about it, that I can build some software to help people who are like me facing with uh, this problem. I didn't uh, even um, know that I will, would ever face with this because in my family, I didn't have much family members that, had cancer actually mm. my grandpa had and my grandmother had but uh, only by father's line by mother's line no one had yeah. and especially in th thyroid cancer but as i have uh, heard from my doctors they say this type of cancer is basically because of the chernobyl oh wow Yes, because of the high level of radiation. I live in Kiev for uh, most of my life. I was born here, and it, I, I think it um, affected me. Wow, that's, uh, that's really intense. Like, I'm, I'm almost having, I'm having a hard time, like, processing it, like, in, in real time to ask you questions. So just, you know, feel free to 
you know, share, share what you want. Um, I just, I'm really humbled, you know, like I, I just feel like, uh, even myself personally, I, I feel like I take so much for granted. Um, there there's uh, life is like so short and, uh, we're capable of so much and, uh, we have so much passion. We want, we want to solve these problems and stuff. And I think it's just really powerful how like you had this thing that was a showstopper. Like if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And uh, now you have your health back. So you're basically yeah. like, do you, do you feel like a, like a, like a superhuman now? Like you can go on with your, uh, you know, your plan and. Yeah, and a bit. Execute? Yeah, a bit. I feel like I'm having, uh, like I was having a dark age. Uh, in my uh, life and now I'm having the light age like yeah. the happy uh, lifetime of my life and yeah probably like the uh, you have to go through some hard periods of your time to have something great in your life as I um, as I have found in my life personally all good times were facing the bad times before Mm. We all started from the some hard stuff, and after that, having some light stuff, and everything like it's like changing, like having the the like this, like having falling and then rising, and then falling and then rising. It's like like that. So, so recognizing those patterns is is kind of empowering. Like maybe the next time yeah. you run into like a dark time, you'll know like okay, we're gonna go through this. We're going to learn something out of it and it's going to turn into something great in the end. Is that like a mentality even, that you've adopted? Yeah. Uh, even uh, when I was uh, in, in the hospital, I was thinking about much and I was like, okay, this is my um, hard times before my startup world will rise. And this is one of the uh, early uh, signs of the, that I will have success. <laughs> <laughs> That I was thinking a, like this, and it helped me a lot. It's such a powerful mindset. I I love I love that attitude that you have. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this has been a really awesome talk. We've uh, we're we're kind of coming up on our hour here, so I just want to ask you maybe some maybe some like lighter questions, and uh, okay. but we can go we can go on um, as as long as you want here. So I was curious, what okay. do you think? the uh, future financial world looks like, like maybe 40 years from now? Well, I think the uh, cryptocurrencies and, um, uh, wait a second, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit tired. It's, yeah, it's like it's one o'clock there now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I mean, the, um, cryptocurrencies in the future i think they will be uh, widely adopted okay and blockchain platforms of all kinds will be adopted in many in so many projects in so many fields i think that uh even political uh, sphere will have something like uh, a, a blockchain because blockchain itself is a very revolutionary technology so i do believe in blockchain very much and um I think that in future people will have much more ability to have a like um, 
uh, ability to invest and have money like um, not with the active uh, um, jobs but with some maybe passive income mm. uh, I think that startups like mine will be more and more, more adopted in the future and uh, people wouldn't have to um, to uh, work so much, to overtime, to overwork, to actually build a successful life. I think that in future, it will, will be much easier. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I like your vision of the future. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the future of human communication is going to be? Or how do you see that uh, in like the next 40 years? Well... Well, I'm not sure about it because in the communication sphere, things uh, change very rapidly. Mm. So rapidly that sometimes even I am very uh, frustrated with how, how everything is built. And sometimes when I uh, see you uh, writing apps for like social media and social um, communication, and I was like, wow, they... they <laughs> they made su such a great thing and I wouldn't even think about it. It is possible to, to think like this. But I think that people in the future would be more um, happy because okay. technologies make uh, people's lives much easier, much more satisfied. And I think that people wouldn't worry much about uh, about money and uh, about stuff like this because they were uh, they will have more time to realize their dreams and to actually build something they would love to build not they are forced to uh, but mostly they are dreaming about I think future is much uh, happier than the past this is how I think Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, what is the best video game ever made? Well, I don't know. I didn't play for uh, uh, in video games since I started my startup because I was working so much and it took like most of my time. And uh, I was like, okay, in my childhood, I did love the strategies like uh, Starcraft, Warcraft, I love them very much. Nowadays, from my opinion, maybe I'm just um, uh, too old for this stuff, but games are more primitive than in, in my times. But I think that maybe I'm, uh, as a person, just more um, adult, adultish than I was back in the days. Fair, fair enough. So not you're not gaming too hard right now, but StarCraft is definitely no, I'm not, the best. Yeah. I, I'm not gaming uh, at all because uh, my startup is uh, is all, all I live right, right. now. Uh, recently, I've bought a monowheel. It's my new hobby. I'm riding a monowheel. Okay. Uh, I love it. It's, uh, it's a concept that made me feel like, wow, crazy how someone had, had even come to this to make this 
happen to ride one wheel and it is uh, riding and stopping and you're uh, doing everything with your um, legs you don't don't use hands at all hands okay. are free you're like you can uh, eat something drink something and riding at the same time this is perfect I, I have never heard of a mono wheel. I'm gonna. That's the first thing I'm gonna Google as soon as we get off the call here. Yeah, it's it's electric unicycle thing. An it's very very unicycle. nice thing. Okay. Yes. It's that's like awesome. unicycle, but with electro motor. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be looking that up like very soon. <laughs> what is what is a <laughs> uh, like daily? non-negotiable thing for you that you do every day and it's like before every everything else like it's a non-negotiable thing for you i do check uh the logs of our trading systems every day <laughs> right now i can see that everything is okay it hasn't fallen no uh exceptions has have fallen and um, the trades are going in real time because it's a very, um, um, very hard thing if you will lose someone's money, your money of your clients. This is why I'm checking all the time. All the, I am checking maybe 10 times to 20 times a day. <laughs> right. If I need to know if everything is okay. I'm looking for the logs. Okay, everything is okay. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, you've basically created like a like a living organism. So it's like, yeah, you need to check up on it and make sure it's healthy. And sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This is how I'm actually building my stuff every day. I'm working and in the same time, I'm opening the window. Okay, what is going on on the production? Everything is okay. Okay, starting uh, continue coding. If every if something has fallen, I'm okay, I'm, I'm stopping coding and doing the stuff to fix the production server, actually. Right, right. Man, that, that just sounds like such an exciting uh, uh, opportunity that you've made for yourself. So, um, that's, that's awesome. Thank you. So what, Thank are the, you. what are the top, like, three programming languages? Somebody that's kind of, they, like, maybe they like what we've talked about and they're like, how do I, how do I start to learn how to code? What? What are like some top programming languages to learn, you think? Well, from my point of view, I think the Python is the best one because I... it's easy to, uh, to learn. It's very uh, logical. And uh, all the data science and machine learning world is uh, built uh, on the Python. This is, this is why I think the Python is one of the most uh, va valuable languages. Okay. Uh, the other one I would recommend to, to learn, but a bit later, is C or C++. Okay. For at least C, because you should understand how actually uh, your programs are compiled, how actually the memory works. This is, uh, this is useful for okay. many cases. Uh, I uh, do use R sometimes for making the rich and beautiful uh, charts. But it's mostly for the presentations. So but it's R? a nice tool for making the R, yes. Mm -hmm. It's a nice tool for making presentations, for making uh, infographics, for charts, and, and stuff like this. 
Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what is the like best piece of advice that you were ever given? Well, uh, I think the, the best piece of advice I have ever um, given was to my uh, employee, my uh, data science colleague. Mm -hmm. I was like, don't worry about this. If you don't understand, I can uh, provide you with the videos that, that are uh, um, understanding this co uh, complex concepts very easily. Mm -hmm. uh, I've learned it from Andrew. So uh, he always says that don't worry about this. If you don't understand it, 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 it really helps because when you are worrying about, well, I'm so dumb, I will never understand this complex terminology with this complex formulas. I don't know what's going on. I will not never understand the convolution. And when, when Andrew says, don't worry about it, if you don't understand it, it took me so many hours to actually uh, get into this uh, architecture and these concepts. And I, I was like, well, even he did uh, put in much effort to understand it. So mm -hmm. it's okay. I'm not, I'm not dumb. I'm just a, a newbie. And I'm making more, more effort and uh, progressing. I will understand these concepts. Yeah. And everything went well. Yeah, that's awesome. And as far as the best recite, uh, what is the best advice that you have received? The same. I've received the best um, advice from Andrew. He, okay. he told me not to worry about it. Not to worry. If I don't understand, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay if you don't understand. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Um, how do you how do you caffeine tea or coffee or how, or or nothing? Uh, well, I do. I don't do caffeine right now because after doing the surgery, I have some recommendations that oh. uh, are limiting me in some things. And for example, I still cannot uh, continue my sports and uh, go to the gym because I have to have two two months before I can continue my uh, gym sessions hmm. because they say that um, I don't have to make like a uh, physical, high physical activity. Okay. Because I don't know why actually, but they, it seems like uh, my uh, neck um, area has to heal for a while. And sometimes it, I, I, I'm feeling like something is like I need to uh, to clean my throat. Something is stuck in my throat. Right. So, so you are like all the energy that you have is natural energy. Like that's how you roll. You don't do yeah. caffeine, basically. Yeah. That's awesome. Right now. That yes. is that is really awesome. Well, you are. People that are people that are around are uh, my energizers, uh, my employees, my family. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with my family right now. For example, we were uh, having a barbecue today in the nice. morning. So yeah, I love it helps barbecues. me a lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been so much fun. Anna, you're uh, certainly an amazing human being. I think that you have a very you. bright future. Thank you, ben. Yeah, this is, 
I'd love to stay in touch and see how this progresses for you. Um, but I, th I think you're going to do great things. This is really awesome. So before, before we go, I just wanted to ask you, like how, if people, they listen to this and they're like, I want to talk with Anna or I want to follow Anna, how can they, how can they find you? Uh, you can provide them with a link to my Instagram or I can share the link with, uh, for my Telegram. There, I'm using these social media accounts mostly all the time, especially okay. Telegram because my team, uh, we are using Telegram mostly for team communication. Okay. And then you'll be maybe even starting a Medium blog soon, and that'll be another good way. Medium, yes. I want, yeah, I want to start a Medium blog uh, as soon as I will um, make a production update. I want to actually more complex model to put it on the production because it requires a little bit of effort to actually uh, reorganize our databases. Okay. Because as I have found that this model requires very huge data, very big data. Okay. And uh, I didn't have found uh, any mechanism to actually increase the pipe um, size for the database to actually write it into it. But I, mm -hmm. I'm actually searching for it, how to actually increase the pipe because it's broken all the time when I'm trying to um, write the huge data set into it is broken pipe every time broken pipe exception like wow <laughs> so you're, it's just you're trying to jam jam too much data into the into the database yeah. at one time or something okay yes i want to maybe i will try to increase the timeout and to increase the pipe uh, size because i i think that the pipe size is actually smaller than the data i'm pushing into it oh yeah that's uh You'll, you'll figure it out. I know you will. <laughs> thank you. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. This is, uh, this is you, your host, Prof, uh, Ben McNeil with Profitable Python. Anna, do you have any uh, final remarks or anything like that? Thank you for the ability to make a public speech and to, I enjoyed this podcast very much. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. I I haven't had any um, good experience in public speaking. I was like not a very good speaker right now, but I'm trying my best and ha I have to practice because as a CEO, I will uh, definitely uh, face these troubles in the future. So I, I, I need to start from some, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, this has been great. And uh, we'll just, we'll see how you, how you look in a year how your business is going and everything. Okay. That's going to be awesome. Okay, sure. Okay, sure. cool.